Texas Apartment Association friends. We're here with the Education Foundation series, Hints from HR. I'm Blaze Fidelari with Gemstar Construction. I'm here with the VP of the TAAEF, Becca Ramadi. Hello, Hi. Becca. Hi. And before we're going to jump into our topic, we have a very special guest today. It's the National Director of Sales for Spruce, Mr. Jeff Durstock. Jeff, if you don't mind, do us the honors, introduce yourself, and tell us a little bit about your tenure in multifamily. You bet. Becca Blaze, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate the invite and uh, joining uh, both of you, Jeff Durstock, based in Dallas. Really happy to be here. I'm approaching 15 years. Uh, believe it or not, it's went by really, really fast. Always been on the supplier side of our industry. Um, made of a lot of great connections, a lot of great relationships. Um, I'm currently with a company called Spruce. We're based out of Austin. We're focused on lifestyle services. So we deliver housekeeping, pet care, and laundry um, in about 16 markets across the country. And um, yeah, been heavily involved uh, in the associations, um, lots of volunteer opportunities, you know, chaired various committees, um, but, um, you know, live and breathe multifamily. Our HR crew uh, on this series talked to Stephanie Graham from Olympus Properties, uh, kind of just talking about when a person joins a new industry and how what they were calling the great resignation was creating all these opportunities for individuals to check out the multifamily realm but also generating new talent that may be parting ways with their previous fields of employment. So today there's been a little bit of a shift in uh, some language. And we're gonna talk about all these great opportunities that are coming forward uh, in, in light of the great attrition. So uh, let's start day one, right? We're at a new job. Um, we've all been new at some point. What are some things that new employees need to remember or think about from the starting point? You know, being new can can feel awkward almost, right? Like, you know, there's there's levels of uncertainty there, whether it could be a, a brand new product that you're not familiar with. It could be a brand new industry in some cases, right? Like I I think back to my first day in multifamily. I mean, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um but, you know, I think first and foremost, you got to remind yourself you've been selected for this role, right? Like there's there's that level of confidence that can create that foundation for you. You've been put here for a reason. So when you when you start to feel that uneasiness, um, you know, I think really thinking back to like you've been selected, um, like they see either a various skill set or they see, um, you know, opportunity with you as an individual. And, you know, that really should help keep you uh, grounded or, you know, build a solid foundation for, you know, what you're about to learn or move forward with. That's such a great point. I mean, you were chosen from who knows how many people to fulfill right. this role. They yeah. want you there and you should have that confidence going in. Doesn't yeah. mean arrogance. It means there's lots to learn, but the confidence that they want you there, that's huge. Yeah. You know, and Becca, to your point, I mean, every company has different hiring practices, but in most cases I see, you know, there's panel interviews or you're meeting with multiple layers of the organization, um, you know, even from even maybe probably different departments. But, you know, it's it's a good point that it's it's obviously there's probably one hiring decision uh, in terms of the, you know, the, the in individual you may report to. But most people are taking feedback from multiple levels or um, uh, pieces of the organization to make that decision. Now, Jeff, is you know, speaking of that, is there anything, you know, maybe on a personal note that you've learned uh, when you've been new to a job 
that you could share, maybe some insights, some stories, maybe something on the onboarding process? Yeah. Um, well, first I'll say, you know, it's always been part of my nature to ask a lot of questions, right? Like, you know, speak with curiosity. Um, don't, don't just assume, um, definitely like that. They, that is an expectation that you should come into with, you know, definitely be curious and ask a lot of questions into that process. Um, you know, when I got started into the energy business, I had done office supplies, uh, for gosh, I think about seven years before that. And, you know, your, your knowledge base of that type of product starts to grow because, you know, you're living and breathing that going into the energy space. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing and I still learned as the, you know, years went by um, because, you know, our, our industry has so many variables and things start to evolve. uh, And, you know, at the end of the day, you start to get looked at as a subject matter expert, which is, you know, it's important because, you know, our industry, especially on the supplier side, like we're looked to as, um, you know, a guide in terms of like, they need our feedback, our help with, you know, how should we approach this opportunity? And so, um, but I, I circled that back to like, you know, it's really important to always be curious and ask questions. Uh, don't, don't assume that as almost a, uh, um, a mechanism of like, you're not confident. It's more of the aspect of making sure that there's understanding. I think also to, to piggyback on that too, don't be afraid of uh, saying you don't know sometimes, right? Right. Because you don't know what you don't know. And we're all always learning and evolving and going through the motions. I, uh, I I have to say multiple times, sometimes in the, in the construction realm, when I switched careers, uh, something similar, like I I don't know all of that yet. (laughs) I am still learning. But I, uh, I can get you answers and I could definitely give you uh, the, the right people to, uh, to help facilitate your requests. Blaze, you actually just reminded me of something that made me chuckle because, uh, and I'm, I'm going to share this here because I've shared it only with a few people. But I mean, I grew up in the utility space and uh, it's not the most modern business, right? But when I moved over to prop technology, um, you know, I was a little bit of a fish out of water. And uh, I had to use Google Docs for the first time. And I literally called someone because I had no idea how to save the document. Like I was so used to file save. And they were like, no, Jeff, it saves itself. And I'm like, I don't trust you. Like I, I, I've spent an hour on this thing. And they're like, no, look in the top left-hand corner. So to your point, don't be afraid to ask questions because I was so worried I was going to lose that document. But you're always learning. You're always learning. Yeah, and and our industries and our technologies are always changing and evolving. And uh, you know, don't be afraid of failure as well, because that just creates more opportunity to learn and uh, and seek all those opportunities as well. Um, Jeff, at one point, and I, you haven't mentioned it yet, but I did want to talk a little bit about uh, creating a brand and uh, the relevancy of creating a brand and what that means. You want to touch on that? Yeah, you know your personal brand is so important, right? Like, you know, from obviously you have a product that you're representing, but it's really you, you know, and when you go into an organization, you know, I always say both internally and externally, you're starting to build that brand in terms of when you walk into meetings, uh, it's important to be collaborative. It's important to, um, you know, make sure like that, 
you are working well with others. And from an external perspective, like that brand starts to evolve, right? Like, especially, you know, in multifamily as an industry, you know, we, I'm, you know, we've always talked or I always share with folks that, you know, at all levels in this industry that, you know, we are passionate and it's not just about here. I'm, you know, here to solve a problem, be a service for you. It's almost like, we are understanding our industry as experts and, you know, I've been in Capitol Hill, we've talked about ADA compliance and, um, you know, from a brand perspective that starts to evolve at all levels of leadership, but it really becomes important to who you are and people start to recognize like, you know, you're, Oh, we trust Jeff or we trust Becca or we trust blaze. Like from an aspect of, it's just really important to keep that brand, um, you know, in your mind as you approach, whether it's like I said, internally or externally. Well, and it happens over time, right? It's Mm -hmm. something that you can grow and will change and evolve. And what a great time to start thinking about that as in a new position, when you're new to an organization, you almost get to reinvent yourself if you like or add on to what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And that's how you continuously grow. And I love that you touch base on the, the passion that we put into it, because I think the, the most success um, is really the satisfaction of delivering the customer service from a supplier standpoint, right? You want to be the problem solver. You want to help out as much as you can, because we see the value in it. And I think it, it's definitely shows, you know, your humanity levels and your people, uh, you know, your love for people in general. Yeah. And you understand the business, right? Like you, like I've never been on the operator side, but I, I have an understanding of, you know, what they're dealing with and it obviously has continued to evolve. It's always evolving. Right. But, you know, I think that's where we talked about earlier asking questions, you know, for us to be able to be a really good support system, no matter what your service you're providing, uh, we really have to understand their needs, their goals, ask those questions and understand the business. And on-site folks have to do that for their residents. So it's right. yeah. it's all very much related. It all comes full circle. And you just segued great into the next part of this conversation. So the employers, what do they need to be thinking about on day one when they have a new talent coming into the organization? Well, it's first of all, it's really important to be flexible, right? Like, you know, when you when you go to um, when you're entering that with a new employee, it's it's really important to kind of sit back and make sure that you have an understanding of like I always say, like, tell a story. There's a beginning, middle, and end. So don't just come in and say, okay, here is your access. Here's, you know, a little bit about what you're doing. Like, tell the story of the company. Like, where did it start? What is the background? Like, you know, who are the players in terms of who sits in what seats? Because that really helps, in my opinion, like, create, like, the strong foundation in terms of, like, how it all works before it's like, here's how you're going to contribute to this. Uh, would you say like have a flow chart of your organization and like who you can go to? Because there's a lot of times you get into a new organization and you have no idea who to go to for what questions. And, you know, when something pops up, you know, I think it's be very detailed and, uh, you know, on point with yeah how you're going to be successful. Yeah. I love to whiteboard with new employees. Like we go into a room, the whole board is white. 
And then we just start having a conversation, but creating a visual aspect to, like you just said, you know, whether you draw off the org chart or whether your company has an online org chart, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, have that conversation about it. So that way they're more engaged in, you know, how the process works, you know, and what kind of the, the flow is just like when we're on the supplier side, it's really important for us to understand who the stakeholders are, not because we're like, okay, we're going to skip all of these steps and just get to the decision maker. It's really important to kind of, like you said, be detailed and kind of understand which aspects are important along the way, because then it's just going to create a more sticky um, relationship in the future. So. Absolutely. A nice whiteboard in the background, Becca, that was a, that was a great <laughs> observation that we could throw the whiteboard in there. So it. I know with the, you know, we, we've talked about the pandemic and what that did for a lot of like work-life balance and it caused a lot of this great resignation, but then we have a great opportunity now and we're trying to figure out a way for the employers and the employees and the future of both uh, to find that middle ground. What could we do to address work-life balance in your eyes? You know, work-life balance is always tough, right? Like, because everyone approaches it differently but I think as far as like making sure that everyone feels empowered and making sure that everyone feels like, you know, it's a team, like we're in this together, you know, I think that goes a long way in terms of making sure that people feel like it is balanced because at times like right now, I mean, I'd say this back half of the year is a complete marathon. We cannot run fast enough. You know, we are cramming 18 months of programming into six and we're all really excited to be back at it, but my gosh, are we tired? <laughs> uh, and so when you say work-life balance, like, the, you know, there is at times, if it doesn't feel like work, then there's really balance there. But, you know, from an aspect of just making sure that people feel empowered, if they need a break, let them take a break. But at the same time, um, you know, they want to enjoy what they're doing. And that's really where the best balance is created. I think you're, uh, you're foreshadowing our next topic, the great burnout. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I joke because we the passion for it, right? We love what we're doing, but it is it has been I concur. It's been a little tiring, uh, but, you know, it's going to get better as it always does. And uh, we're going to find all the value out of that. I think what's so interesting about this switch from great resignation to great opportunity is that it puts it in the employer's hands to really understand and ask the questions of their current employees that they hope to keep what they need and gives them, um, hopefully, gives them the information to then make appropriate and, you know, changes that make sense to their business to be able to do a better job of keeping those folks. And really, you can't address what you don't understand. So ask the questions and be willing to hear the answers, I think, is what's coming from this shift. We've talked so much on this program, too, about company culture and what that all means. And, you know, I think, you know, being part of something, feeling valued, I think that those are very important traits um, and not to kind of get off topic, but recently I discovered a Reddit thread called anti-work and I read it just because of some of the insane things that uh, management, uh, this is obviously not our industry, uh, it's just people in general, but what managers uh, feel like they can do to their employees. And it's sad sometimes when you, when you see how people are treated and uh, how unfairly, you know, some organizations work. Um, I don't believe that's uh, anybody in our industry. And that's why I think our industry is amazing. And I think, you know, people, if you're looking to get into it, this is uh, 
this is the time to do it as well. Going back to some of these questions now, it's not just about you know the economics of everything too but that matters you know but you really want to make sure that we're offering competitive wages uh, and yet everybody's getting the most value out of their employment and you know their employees as well uh, anything that you want to touch base on as far as like wages and how that weighs into making decisions on new opportunities i mean i will say i mean money does matter right like i mean people are motivated by money however I will almost say like the 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 larger I guess combination is beyond money, right? Like it is culture. And I appreciate what Becca just mentioned earlier around like you have to be willing to hear those answers. So, you know, we we often want to ask the questions because it's the right thing to do, but then if we're not listening, like then nothing gets done and gets better and you know, I think, you know, some folks, like, like I said, money is a motivator, but at the end of the day, like if we really enjoy what we're doing and we're there for a purpose and we feel like we're valued, like, you know, that's where we spend so much time working. It's not just about the paycheck. It's about feeling fulfilled. And, you know, all of those other components are equally important. You know, and it's going back to that work-life balance too. You know, it's, it's balancing, you know, a lot of people are realizing it's it's really difficult to spend most of your days in traffic, commuting and, you know, missing, you know, if you have families and children or whatever the case may be, but missing all of these events that um, sometimes we do. We get caught up in, in the just working to the bone. I feel like that's the American way, right? That's how we were all raised was, at least in my eyes, was you just you work. And that's that's the number one priority. But I think now we're we're all collectively realizing that, you know, we need to find that balance. And that's the only way that we're truly going to be successful and and move forward in the right direction. There was a really good list that I saw that came from this McKinsey report that on the great attrition and great resignation that I think was really interesting just because it offered sort of a roadmap for what employers may consider sort of those top things to think about. And they were, you know, we talked about a lot of these already, but listen to your employees, focus on the relationships, the belong, belonging to something and the value there, you know, making employees feel valued as a whole person, ensuring that leaders have the skills to lead and that leaders are being taken care of as well, especially after these last almost two years. Um, you know, we talked about culture, career paths and development. We've talked about that. Um you know, and building a sense of community and and that it takes energy to k- keep that up and keep that going, but reminding people that we are a we as a company or a community or an industry. Um, but so I think those are really great things for people to uh, think about and make sure that their companies are focusing on those. And I'm really pleased that we have so many episodes of Hints from HR that cover those items. But, you know, lots to think of and lots to... Um, open your eyes and ears to, I guess. And I think it's a, this is a special episode too, because not often do we have a, uh, a supplier partner on as our guest as well. So I, I want to take the time because we always talk about, well, we talk about both sides, obviously, but we talk a lot about the operating side and a lot of the career paths that are available. Um, but Jeff, I want to kind of ask you, um, if anybody is in the audience or listening to this and they're interested in a career in multifamily, um, do you want to tell us about some of the many opportunities uh, in the supplier partner companies 
that uh, what kind of goods that they provide, what kind of services to the apartment communities? Yeah, sure. No, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be a part of this industry for a while and I never knew I'd build a career here. Right. And first and foremost, for folks that may be new to our industry, um, I want to share like there is lots of opportunities in our business. Uh, I've hired a number of people over the years and I share with them that, you know, the multifamily real estate business, not only are we fun first and foremost, but two, uh, you know, we're, we're somewhat of a commodity. Everybody needs a roof over their head. And, you know, our industry has done a really good job of making renting attractive. And, you know, from that aspect, it's, um, it's, we talked about feeling valued and, and, you know, return on our investment, you know, to be a part of an industry that is growing by leaps and bounds, especially in Texas, um, you know, it's, it creates a lot of opportunity for folks to, um, you know, either get started in the industry, become a leader in the industry. Uh, and so when you ask Blaze about different opportunities, um, you know, a lot of people think of suppliers as just sales folks, right? Like we're all in here to, to get deals done. And, and that's not the case. Like we have full scaled operations um, where, you know, there are companies that specify just in multifamily, but they need marketing people. They need operation people. They need uh, training people. Uh, I mean, there is all kinds of roles and opportunities to support these large organizations that are supporting such a large industry. Totally. And actually, you know, just with the way our technology works and changes in our apartment uh, communities, there's there's so many opportunities for brand new uh, entities and commodities, if you will, to come into our space that maybe, you know, we just never thought of. I feel I read an article recently that some apartment communities, and I, I'm pretty sure it was Nashville, are starting to build like media stations inside their apartment communities as amenities, you know, little recording studios. Because it's such a heavily, you know, music in, in uh, influenced city that they feel like that's going to attract more people to their communities. So, you know, world worldwide, but at least nationwide, you know, it's going to also depend on, you know, what market you're in, what's what's the culture like in that market. And there's a tremendous amount of opportunities for uh new organizations to come in as well and be able to provide services for the residents. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are a pretty broad industry in terms of, you know, people living in these homes really are, you know, it's, it's a dynamic business and it takes a lot of different solutions to make that work. And some solutions are created through opportunities like, you know, the package industry now, you know, like we look at how many companies have, you know, created different types of solutions because it's not a one size fits all. Um, you know, there's various ways to approach packages and, you know, look at the companies that have kind of get, got their heads together and came up with different solutions to solve that opportunity. But to your point, Blaze, like, it, it will not stop, meaning new opportunities will be created, new solutions will be needed. Um, you know, being here, you know, gives me a, a real, um, I guess, um, reality of the number of services and solutions that are out there for our industry. I mean, there's probably 800 different types of companies here. And I also love that there's like this innovation center where there was 
you know, roughly 12 new companies. I mean, these are companies that are maybe less than two years old that are, you know, trying to um, get the word out about their new operation, uh, their new solution. And so, you know, it's, I love that our industry embraces that type of innovation uh, and, you know, taking it kind of back to from a supplier perspective, uh, there is all kinds of opportunities from every type of role you would think from even HR to marketing, to operations, uh, to sales. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a robust industry. So the long and the short of it is if you're interested in coming onto the supplier side, reach out to Jeff. I think he would be a tremendous asset to guide you in the right direction. You can also visit room to grow tx.org and learn about um, jobs in all facets of the multifamily industry. Absolutely. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Well, I really appreciate um, the time and the opportunity here. I always love chatting uh, with the two of you and most importantly about our industry. So thank you. Thanks, y'all. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you all next time on Hints from HR. Thanks, Becca.